Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Irish Football Association are celebrating what, on the face of it, is great news. The host for the UEFA Euro 2028 is United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland. The Euros are coming to Northern Ireland. Matches are to be held at 10 different grounds, including Belfast's Casement Park. It shouldn't be complicated. There shouldn't be any concerns. We should all be happy. But that's not how things work here. The stadium included in the bid is West Belfast's Gaelic Games Stadium, Casement Park. You'll need to use your imagination, but this wasteland is Belfast's contribution to the successful bid to host the Euros. There are plans for Casement Park, the home of Gaelic football here. I think it's just a fabulous and huge opportunity for us, which we must grab with both hands. Many people will be looking at this and saying, look, our health service is poor, our education system is poor, the policing system needs extra money. Is there going to be a huge pot of money going to one sporting discipline while all these other issues remain unfulfilled and needs unmet. Funding, location and legacy are all big issues. Um, I actually can't really understand that, um, the amount of money that's being pumped into Caseham Park whenever Windsor Park is Northern Ireland's ground. I think the money could be used best there. So, could Northern Ireland's players find themselves belting out God Save the King in Andy Town? It's very complicated. I'm concerned about what would happen to fans if they were to go to uh, Casement Park to watch the games. Joining me to explain everything is Belfast Telegraph sport reporter and Belltel regular Keith Bailey, who has been following this saga from the very beginning. Keith, you're very welcome to the Belltel. Good to be here, Kieran. Now, this might seem a ridiculous question uh, because you are a sports reporter. But I've been listening to some coverage around this massive story, really. And it does seem that not everybody understands just what the Euros are. Could you just get that out of the road? Well, the European Championships, to give it its full title, is the third biggest sporting event in the world. It would be just behind the FIFA World Cup and the Olympics in terms of size. It's a 24-team tournament. It's held every four years. I'm sure your listeners, even if they're not avid football fans, will probably remember Euro 2016 when both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland qualified for it in France and both got to the the knockout rounds of it. It it is a very big deal. So it's a massive sporting deal. It's massive for us. I mean, how did this possibly end up that it's coming here, given the fact that there are no stadiums here? Well, this actually started out as a World Cup bid. Um, 
the uh, the five nations, if you will, uh, the the four home nations of the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland football associations wanted to to get the World Cup for 2030. Um, it became apparent that that wasn't going to happen, so they switched their attention uh, in 2022 to uh, a Euro 2028 bid. Um, at the time, they were up against. Uh, Russia and Turkey. Russia were were banned from the process, uh, and Turkey dropped out. And then that has paved the way for the the British and Irish bid to win without any real opposition. So um, here we are. The host for the UEFA Euro 2028 is United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland. And how many games could Belfast host? Five. I mean, it's a major tournament and there will be games all over uh, the UK and Ireland. There's games in Cardiff, there's games in in Glasgow. Belfast is scheduled to hold, we believe, it's not been completely confirmed yet, but we expect them to host five. It'll either be five group games or it will be four group games and one knockout game. So it it won't be, there won't be the final won't be here, the semi-final won't be be here. It'll be the earlier rounds of the the competition. Um, Perhaps one of the most interesting factors of it though is if Northern Ireland qualify and they are likely to have to qualify, their three group games it would be expected would be held at Casement Park in Belfast. Okay. There's been a lot of coverage of this story in recent days, in recent weeks. Mm. There's an obvious question. Windsor Park is the, is the home of football here. It's the home of association football here. So why can these games not be held in Windsor Park? Well, the, the obvious answer to that is it, it simply isn't big enough. We have to the organising body of the European Championships require the stadiums to be over 30,000 capacity. Windsor Park is is 18.5. Now, you, we can take this a step further back. And if we go back to uh, 2006, there was a plan at the time to build a new stadium at the Maze, which would have been over 30,000 and it would have hosted rugby, football um, and GAA. If that had went ahead, then we wouldn't be having this debate. These games would, would be at that stadium at the Maze. It didn't go ahead for a variety of reasons. What we ended up with was an upgrade to Ravenhill, an upgrade to Windsor Park, where it became the Windsor Park itself is now a much more modern stadium than, than what it was before. And then the third part of that was the upgrade to Casement Park. Uh, which hasn't happened yet, as as I'm sure we all know. Um, but but Windsor Park itself, um, as it stands at the moment, you know, 35 million was spent bringing it up to the standard. But it's still only uh, 18,500 capacity, and the reason it wasn't put up to to more than that was because well, there wasn't quite the the market there for if you will for you know Limfield play their home games are their their home crowds would be around 3,000. So if you can imagine if you built a 34,000 seater stadium for a team who's Home crowds are, you know, ten percent of that. It wouldn't be a great, a great experience for spectators. So that, that's where we're at. I want to return to the Casement Park issue in a second, but first of all, can I ask? Um, because people might be wondering. You know, it's it's France two thousand and sixteen. It was Mexico eighty six. It was Italia ninety. But now it's this, it's very it's over five. It's over two jurisdictions and. F- Five uh, and four, five football associations. That's very messy. Is that's is that normal? Well, it is becoming increasingly normal. Yeah, um, I mean, if you look back to the last European Championships that were staged in the Euro twenty twenty, which was played in Euro twenty twenty one due to COVID, it was staged over eleven different countries. So this isn't a new thing. Um, the the upcoming World Cup will be uh, split between USA, Mexico, and Canada, and FIFA have just awarded the. 
the 2030 World Cup to six different countries. So this is now in vogue. Um, I think that these tournaments have become so big. You, you talked about there, you know, you mentioned um, Mexico 86. So that was a 2014 tournament for the World Cup. Um, or, or if you look back to Euro 92, which was staged in Sweden, that was only eight teams. Now the, the Euros is 24 teams. Potentially in the future could go up to 32. The World Cup is now a 48 team tournament rather than the 24 or 16 it would have been many years ago. So these, these terms are now being split over several nations. Hello, everyone. In a divided world, FIFA and football are uniting. In 2030, we'll have a unique global footprint. Three continents, Africa, Europe, South America, six countries, Argentina, Morocco, Paraguay, Portugal, Spain, and Uruguay welcoming and uniting the world while celebrating together the beautiful game, the centenary, and, of course, the FIFA World Cup. Now, traditionally, when there was one country, one tournament, the host automatically qualified. Because if they didn't automatically qualify, it would take away from the event, I suppose. Now, sometimes, clearly, they didn't deserve on their own merits to uh, qualify. I remember, was it South Africa? automatically qualified and they were rubbish well Qatar more recently than that you know just just uh, this time last year we're, we're one of the worst host nations of, of all time um, so yeah that, that would that would always be the way it was that the host nation would automatically qualify because it adds a little bit to the tournament doesn't to have the host, the host nations competing in it and uh, it adds the buzz around the tournament it's just for this story I think a lot of, of how this could all pan out and a lot of the atmosphere and a lot of the support would depend whether Northern Ireland would qualify or not. Now, you know, we mentioned there, like, I mean, if a host of international sides are playing in in, in casement, that, I mean, that's one thing. But if Northern Ireland's home ground is for, for the duration, uh, maybe three, ground, three games are in casement, let's be honest, it's different. But they will have to qualify. Yes, that's right. There are five host nations if you like usually like say in the past there's maybe only been one or two um, so UEFA are not prepared to allow all five teams to automatically qualify so the the way it's working at the moment it has been decided the exactly how it'll pan out but two teams will be allowed to automatically qualify uh, the other three will have to go through the qualification process now how do you pick those two teams from the five that's what hasn't been decided at this stage what I think seems to be quite likely to happen is that all five nations will go through the qualifying process. And if they qualify, happy days. The ones that don't, two places will be awarded automatically to those ones. So Northern would have a very good chance of qualifying for this because even if they didn't qualify through the process, they might be handed one of the two automatic slots because you would expect England, for example, to qualify through the, the qualification process. Okay. Let's turn to Casement Park itself. Now, if you don't know, Casement Park is currently, I'd say, the remains of a substantial GAA ground in Andersonstown, Belfast. I mean, many young people will never have seen a game in, in, in Casement Park. It's been dilapidated for, for, for 10 years. I suggest that people maybe go and look at Google Maps to see where it is because you'll notice that it's a very tight, there's no, you know, people will have to queue out on the, on, on the road perhaps and it's surrounded by housing. Why was this stadium closed in the first place and how has it been left derelict for so long? 
Well, we, we've had the situation that, that we referenced um, at the top of the show where we talked about the maze project and, and obviously the initial plan was that, that the home of GAA would become that ground. That didn't happen and then the three individual product projects were started. Windsor was upgraded, Ravenhill was upgraded, Casement was meant to get the same treatment. At the time it was uh, to be a 40,000 seater stadium. Uh, Stormont was going to provide £62 million worth of funding plus £15 million worth of funding from Austria GAA. Uh, that was due to start in 2013 and be finished in 2015 but, but things proved to be slightly more complicated than that. Now one of the aspects of this story isn't related to funding. It's to do with uh, some local residents have long objected to aspects of the rebuild and there were numerous judicial proceedings around that. Now, are those all finished? Well, yeah, it was the, the Moorland and Unvara Residents Association. Um, you know, they they objected when planning was, was first awarded in, in 2013 to the original uh, 40,000 arena. The High Court um, then in 2014 said the, the plans were unlawful. Um, the Ulster GA had to come back with a reduced plan uh, for 34,000 that, that we have now, and that was approved in 2021. Um, the Residents Association again appealed that. That was rejected in May 2022, and then there was, there was scope perhaps for judicial review, but the prospect of having a judicial review was rejected. So I, I think they've run out of room with it, and, and I would expect the stadium to go ahead. And obviously someone needs to pay for it. Now, since 2013 and 2023, there's been a lot of inflation and the price of building materials has gone through the roof. So where could this, I mean, how much would this stadium cost and where, could, where will the money come from? Well, we don't know exactly how much it's going to cost or how this breakdown is going to happen. Um, we're, we've been told that we will we'll find out in December now. Um, our estimates here at the Belfast Telegraph, we believe it will cost around 168 million, which is extraordinary when you think that it, it was around the the 75 million mark when it was first first muted. But as you say, that that reflects how the cost of building has gone up. Ulster GAA have promised 15 million and always have done. They're now coming under pressure to provide some more. Uh, Stormont set aside 62 million for it, and that money was ring fenced, so that's still there. Uh, obviously, that leaves a huge shortfall in what's likely um, to be required. Leo Varadkar has, has talked about the Irish government will, will chip in, and I've no doubt that they have, but the, the majority of the burden for this will fall on the UK government, and that is where we are expecting the majority of money to come to pay for this this rebuild will come from. Why are they doing that? Well, they're doing it because they want Northern Ireland to be part of the Euro 2028 bid. This bid is, the idea of it is that it's a five nations working together. If one of those five nations wasn't there, the bid wouldn't be as appealing. So it is important to the whole project that Belfast is part of it. Now, I'm being a little unfair because I know you're not a structural engineer. I, I know you have never built a stadium. Well, maybe in Lego, but we instinctively, I feel, and this is just my emotions here, this is my feelings, building projects have a tendency to run on and to run over, but there's, there's, there's one hell of a deadline here. I mean, it, it, there must be concerns that this can't be built in time. There must be. Well, there's a very fixed deadline for it. Obviously, it needs to be ready for June 2028. Um, but listen, these stadiums nowadays can be thrown up in a, in a couple of years. I mean, if you look at the biggest stadium building project in recent years in the UK, we'll be talking Hotspur's new stadium, which is 
a huge arena. It's the best in the UK. It, it holds NFL games. I mean, White Hart Lane was still functional in 2017. They knocked it down um, uh, by, what was it, April 2019. Spurs were playing in their new stadium. Now, that was actually delayed to the point that it was only right, but it took less than two years to build. This is a much more modest stadium than that, so it, it should be possible. The plan is that it will start next year and it will be ready for 2027. Um, and, and Ulster GA hope to hold the Ulster Championship Finals are in 2027. So everybody I've talked to is very confident that this will happen and it will happen on time. I feel your confidence on this now. The st- a stadium can be thrown up. I think we'll clip that one, Keith. <laughs> now, we, many of us, will remember the Giro d'Italia, the second largest um bike race in the world and it was such a buzz coming through we got so excited people bought bikes people bought pink jerseys we love an old bandwagon here and we'll get on this and stuff and you know such a big event at the Euros you would think we'd all be really excited but that's just not the case really is it the Northern Ireland football fans seem a little seem to have mixed feelings in this Okay, well, I think you need, we need to be a little bit careful with this because there are a lot of Northern fans that are absolutely delighted and will are buzzing the, the the of the potential of Northern Ireland playing in Belfast in a major championships. I mean, that is the stuff of absolute fantasy. You know, growing up watching Northern Ireland at a fairly run-down Windsor Park 20 years ago, like the idea that that might happen was just ludicrous. And here we are, it's a... it's. It's happening, you know, in theory, this is going to happen. But yes, you're right, there are Northern fans that have concerns over this, and I think it's fair to say their concerns are twofold. One is probably best to categorise it as political, and the other one would be practical. We'll kick off with the, the political. Let's remember what Casement Park is. It's in West Belfast. It's named after Roger Casement, who participated in the, the 1916 Easter Rising. In 1988, British Army Corporals Dark Wood and David Howes were tortured and murdered by the IRA at Casement Park. Um, and more broadly speaking, some unionists, not all unionists, view that GA grounds are not a safe space for them. Now, I think we need to be a little bit careful with this. And I say that because there are Northern fans on social media and they've got big voices and they will say that they're not prepared to go to Casement Park and you may even see small protests at Northern Ireland's upcoming games uh, this week against San Marino uh, and Slovenia. But I, what I would say is for every Northern Ireland fan that says I'm not prepared to go to Casement Park, I can guarantee you there will be a line of Northern Ireland fans who would kill for a ticket. Let's not forget in Euro 2016 when Northern Ireland played, qualified for the European Championships and it was held in France, over 40,000 people from Northern Ireland travelled to France to watch the team. You can't tell me that a similar number wouldn't be, or far, far more wouldn't be wanting to go and watch Northern Ireland if they were playing in Belfast in the European Championships. So while there will be some people who, who wouldn't be prepared to go, many more would be very, very keen to go. Is there a practical element too? Yeah, I mean, I, and I think these concerns are, are more serious, and that is getting to the ground. Obviously, there's going to be tens of thousands of Northern Ireland fans attending these games at Casement Park if we assume that Northern Ireland qualify. Um, and obviously, the fans will want safe passage there. Um, I think that that's achievable. It'll be a case of working with 
the PSNI and the IFA and West Belfast residents to ensure that, that fans can can get to the ground um, in an orderly manner. If you think at Windsor Park, fans will go for, for beers and Ryan's or Lavery's and then they'll walk to the ground and they'll, they'll have their colours on and they'll have their flags with them and they'll want to do the same thing um, at Casement Park. And obviously that presents a security challenge, but, you know, these things can be worked on. I suppose some people listening to this might be kind of enraged at the suggestion that there would be any kind of security concerns. But I mean, if you look at it the other way, if the Ulster final was in, in Windsor Park, the shoe would be perhaps, maybe I'm being unfair, but perhaps on the other foot and people can understand that there may be some concerns. But there's also the legacy issue, and I've heard this brought up. And what it, what it is, of course, Casement Park is would would be used for Gaelic games, Gaelic football, hurling and camogie. And therefore, after these four games, Casement Park would close its doors uh, to all sports, not Gaelic games. And obviously, there would obviously, obviously, there's going to be a concert or two, um, or maybe more. That's a different story. Um, so, some fans I understand, and I've read, we've read Liam Beckett, for example, in the Belfast Telegraph, saying, "Well, you know, where's the legacy for local football?" Yeah, I mean that that's a big question. That's something that has been been bubbling away in the background for well over a decade now. What we're really talking about here is the sub regional uh stadia funding that was first promised to football in North Ireland, club football in North Ireland back in twenty eleven. Uh thirty six million was set aside. Now for a variety of reasons, the main one being the tournament hasn't been functional for a large part of the last decade that money has never came to fruition. And what you can imagine is that since then, what $36 million would have done in 2011, as we know from talking about Casement, will do absolutely nothing like the same amount. Um, the Belfast Telegraph have reported in, in recent days that we believe $100 million will now be available for sport. There's fears within the football community that this money, it will it'll all goes to Casement, and there'll be nothing left for these small projects in, in Unards and, and Corey and so forth. Um, Are those legitimate fears? No. Um, well, no. We're, we're told that they're not. Now, what we're hearing is that actually this money is coming forward for Casement is the key to unlocking the sub-regional stadia funding. In other words, once Casement and GEA is paid for, then that might open the door to f- more funding being released for football in Northern Ireland. Um, so while some within football view this as a negative thing, actually in reality it could be a could be a great thing. Now there's also a level of frustration there within football that they feel that they've had to wait for funding to, for the GAA situation to play out and they really shouldn't have had to. Um, and there's some truth in that. But the important thing is for football in Northern Ireland that eventually this 100 million or more is released and we get the upgrades to the stadium that, that Irish League football and beyond desperately needs. Everything's political and everything's political here. So there have been, politicians have been weighing in on this story. Uh, I think the latest intervention, if we can call it an intervention, is is from Jeffrey Donaldson. And I mean, I know he's talking about, I know he's talking about funding. And he's talking about, if you can spend this in the stadium, why don't you spend this on the, the NHS? But, you know, it's hard to think that there isn't some sort of sting in the tail there. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought that was an incredible introduction from Jeffrey Donaldson. You know, the, the quote is, if you have money for Casement Park, why haven't you got the money for the health service? Why are we facing cuts in education? And that, that is the sort of thing that a lot of people will raise when they hear us talking about, you know, Casement costing $168 million and then maybe a further $100 million for, for grounds and for football grounds in Northern Ireland. It does seem like a lot of money and we have got other priorities, but... It's always important in society that you have funding for other things. We can't just pour everything surely into the health service or into education. You've got to fund things like the arts. You've got to think, fund things like tourism. You've got to fund things like sport. And sport actually is is a part of the health service, you know, in a sense that if you provide sporting facilities, as we're talking about, the potential $100 million for for Northern Irish grounds, well, that, that's increased sporting facilities, so therefore you might raise participation numbers in sport. Then the idea is that that's almost preventative to help the, the you know, get young people more active and that helps the, the health service uh, further down the line. It, it's a strange argument for a politician of Jeffrey Donaldson's experience to make. It's because he should be more experienced than that and should should know how crucial funding for for these sort of projects are. Um, well, he is competing, I suppose, with other unionists. And if you look at some elements of what you see in, in, in social media, et cetera, that this, you know, this casement idea might be a step too far. So he may feel, I suppose, that he has to, he has to put on some sort of a display. But there is political capital to be gained in in criticizing money being spent on a GAA ground. That's that's really what that comes down to. You know, Gavin Robinson, obviously also of the DUP, was stood outside the Dundonald Ice Bowl not so long ago, um, earlier this month, because it, you know it's going to be rebuilt at the, the tune of sixty million. So there are there is obviously spending. Be going on on other projects that that isn't just health service and education uh, and the DUP favour those. So, listen, it's. Uh, I thought it was a strange comment if if you know if Jeffrey Donaldson wants to help the health service and wants to help the education um, sector, then we'd not be better getting back into Stormont. Some might say. Some might say. Some might say. Certainly, I w- I not be saying, but some might say, as you say. No, when we put you've been following this story a, a long time. You've been following the Euros, you've been following Casement Park, you've been following the political battle around the funding. So, I mean, before we finish up, I'd love to get your opinion on this. This should be, I think we're all agreed that it should be a fantastic story. Could we possibly mess this up, Keith? Oh, in Northern Ireland, we can always mess things up. There's always scope for the scope for things to go wrong. We've seen it in the past. But listen, I, I've talked to people within the Irish Football Association. We've talked to people within the government, um, both locally and the UK government, talked to people in GEA, first off the record, now on the record. For a good six months, we've been hearing that this project is going to happen. Everybody who has power in this country is saying Casement Park will happen and the Euro 2028 games will be played in Belfast. So take them at their word. Take them at the word. Time will tell, as the cliche says. I suspect we may be speaking about aspects of this story again. Keith Bailey, thank you very much. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar, sound designed by Graham Davidson. Clips from UTV, BBC and Sky. When you get an Irish independent digital subscription, you don't just get access to the news at your fingertips. For a limited time, you'll also receive a €75 O'Neill's gift card. 
So what are you waiting for? Get the whole kit and caboodle. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply.